Welcome to the very first DJ Force X podcast with me, your host, Barney, aka DJ Force X. On this week's show, we've got David from Calling All Astronauts. But before that, I'm going to give you a little introduction of who I am, where I've been, and where I hope to go. My name is Barney, aka DJ Force X. You may have heard my show, the DJ Force X show, on TotalRock.com every Tuesday at 11pm UK time, 6pm Eastern time, 3pm Pacific. It is an hour-long mix show of metal, rock, dance, dubstep, anything you can think of, all thrown in the mix for your enjoyment. I'm originally from the UK. I moved to Florida a couple of years ago for the sun, obviously. Um... Like I said, I'm a DJ musician. I used to be in a band called Zero Cipher. We toured. We released albums. You've probably never heard of us. But anyway, I was the DJ in that band as well. And now I am here throwing my enormous hat into the humongous podcast ring for hopefully your enjoyment. I hope to bring you musicians bands and just generally interesting people to this podcast that is my aim that's all i want to do in order to support this show here comes the advert by the way i'd really like you to use my amazon links on djforcex.com if you use that it doesn't cost you anything you basically use that as the portal to go to amazon and you buy something and then what happens they take a very tiny percentage of what you've bought and with that money they give to me this hopefully will fund partly fund the time i put into this show which is a lot of time because a lot of editing um sorting out times all that blah 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 first world problem please use that also i've got other shop links on my site I've even got a merch store for me if you want to buy something with my logo on it. That would be awesome. If you do buy something on there, send me a picture and I'll slap you up on the Twitter or uh, Facebook um, and all the other social networks that everyone else is on. Anyway, this week we have David from Calling All Astronauts, a UK punk, goth, electro, alternative band from London. It's a very interesting conversation. And I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, here we go. Okay, welcome to the DJ Force X podcast. This week I've got David from Calling All Astronauts. Hello, David. Hey. How are you doing? Uh, I'm a little rough today, actually. We went to the uh, BMI Awards last night. My girlfriend's a music publisher, and she was getting an award and copious amounts of free alcohol, and <laughs> then we went clubbing afterwards. Uh, uh, last, my, my last real clear recollection was dancing to Down With The Sickness in a dinner jacket, in a dinner suit, <laughs> actually, about quarter past two this morning, I think. Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> And on a school night as well. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't do that often. I, I, I'm very good when it comes to not partying. <laughs> uh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, uh, do you want to give us a breakdown of who Calling All Astronauts are? You know, give us a brief history and your role within that setup? 
Yeah, uh, we're we're a, we're a three-piece alternative rock, very loosely alternative rock, because we we, we take influences from everything and anything that we like, be it dance, drum and bass, dubstep, punk, uh, goth, everything from like past thirty years. To, I I be vocalist stroke programmer stroke remixer stroke producer <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I kind of do a lot but we all have our roles and everybody's role is important and we just do what each individual is good at type of thing uh, Jay our guitarist uh, used to be in uh, the punk rock band Caffeine uh, okay. he the UK quite a bit uh, with people like The Offspring and AFI and Blink and Rancid and all sorts of people okay. and uh, Paul is the bass player and Paul was in the band the uh, UK goth band The Marionettes who uh, he still occasionally does the odd show with them uh, like the, they did uh, Wave Treff and Gothic in, uh, in Germany this year okay. and uh, that's about it, really. Okay. That's, that, that's <laughs> us in a nutshell. So, h- how long have you been going? As this just lineup, over so. ju- just over two years, I think it is. Okay. Uh, we we had we had six months previously with with a drummer and the original bass player, but it it was very different to what we what we actually ended up doing. Uh, you know, we had we had a, a a like normal setup of a of a band, mm-hmm. and uh, then the drummer then went to uh, Cambodia on I don't know to do some whatever people do in Cambodia, <laughs> and and I couldn't like just put the band on a hiatus or anything, so I decided I'd mm-hmm. learn to program drums. Okay, and. Then when he came back, we didn't need a drummer anymore. And all, all <laughs> he got replaced by a drum machine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was a case of that. But uh, I'd always had in the back of my mind what I wanted to sound like. Yeah. Uh, but I'd never had the the knowledge to, to do it. And so I, ba- I basically... Sat there and watched YouTube tutorial after YouTube t- t- tutorial, uh-huh. and rang different producer friends of mine, and who you know gave me tips and advice and, and things like that. And that's how that, how we sound now was formed, really. Okay. So does that incorporate into your live setup as well? Do you have like the the like a laptop with the pre-programmed drums or anything or uh what what we do live is we actually use a boss br uh br 900 uh because it's it's less likely to fall over than a computer that's true and (laughs) so we we put all all the all the drums and keys yeah are on on that and there are obviously all the vocals and guitars and bass okay live so, so it's a mixture of machines and and real instruments when when we play live. Yeah, yeah. Have you got any live shows coming up at all, or are you just currently waiting? We to... we 
have nothing right now, although there's there's quite a few offers in for things for us to do them. But we're we're working on the second album. Okay. We uh, half the second album's done. Uh, there's a lot of rhythm tracks and stuff down which we still are working on. Uh, we'll, we will be doing some some shows probably early next year and festivals next summer. We we haven't been absolutely sort of prolific in the in the gigging type world. Mm. We we've just done the shows we've kind of wanted to play. Okay. Uh, we did we did. Uh, Main stage at Guildfest, which was fun. We, we had to share a dressing room with Echo and the Bunny Men, and Roger <laughs> Dolce was headlining and that. Very nice. Uh, we did Kendall Calling Festival last year. Uh, it's quite quite cool looking look out and seeing Tim Bird just stood right at the front watching us playing, which was, <laughs> was good. Uh, we, we opened for Pop Will Eat itself at the Electric Ballroom. Mm. Oh, that's good. That, that was that was good. Uh, what else have we done? I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah, we played with Eating Sputnik. We played Alan McGee's uh, club night as well. We headlined that. That was that was fun. Uh-huh. They absolutely sold out. Not not a lights club. Just the biggest mosh pit they've ever seen there. I think. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Should we talk about what you've got currently out, which is your Hands Up, Who Wants to Die EP? It's uh, is it six tracks? It, it is six tracks. Six yes, tracks. Yes. Um, and you, 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 I mean, you remixed every track yourself. You've got different versions of obviously the same, the same track. What was the sort of the thought process behind that? Obviously, obviously keeping it all in house, but you know, you could have outsourced, say, the remixing, or you know, to give a different perspective on the music. Or was it just you wanted to experiment with the sound and see which one, I don't know, resonated more with people? Uh the, the the thing was because because the the subject matter of the hands up who wants to die EP is uh, how youth knife crime youth gun crime mm. uh, affects people and f- destroys families and, and lives etc. The, we, I wanted to make it in as many different genres as possible in the hope that uh, we could get the message to as many people as, as possible. Okay, yeah. You, you, you know, somebody might, who, who likes EBM will listen to the EBM version, maybe take it on board. Somebody who likes dubstep will listen to the dubstep version or the electro, you, you know, and then yeah. the, obviously there's the hands up who wants metal, who which... Uh, it's quite Rob Zombie-esque. Uh, that, you know, that was the lead track on it because that, that one sounded the most like us, in a way, although they all do sound like us. <laughs> uh, you know, I also like the fact I, do, I mainly always do our remixes because it means we, we still sound like us. Okay, so that, that's important to you. You don't like having another person's take on it. We have we have done we 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 ran a remix competition on one of our tunes recently. I can't actually remember which one it was. <laughs> was it the red but flag we, track or is it? Was it was it red flag? I think it could have been red flag. Uh, and we 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 ran a, we ran a, a you know a remix competition and we got so many dreadful remixes. <laughs> Honestly, every bedroom remixer and his mate had a go. Yeah. And and they were all really pants. Okay. And I've thought, I've waited 
five weeks or something to collect all these together. And there was, like, only two that I liked enough, and we, we, we chose one, obviously. But, you, you, you know, the process was just so dragged out. Yeah. And uh, my, my, my girlfriend, she, she runs... You know, she works at a dance label, and they commission quite big names to do remixes. And you look at the time these people take to put them in, and the, you you're waiting for the parts. And I, I'm a man of action. I just want them them done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, we will have other people doing remixes for us in, uh, at times in the future. I've just done a, a swap mix with a band called Kids on Bridges, who we met in Los Angeles earlier in the year, and uh, they're, they're going to remix one of our one of our tracks for us at, at some st- stage. Okay. Things like that. That's cool. Um, how how well has it been received? The the hands up, he wants to die EP because it's been out for is it three. Four months now. Has it been that long? I I, I, that, I I can't remember. I'm just pulling at straws at the moment. Well, I've had nobody say it's crap. Put it that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, everybody seems to love it. I, I do. I, I'm, I'm amazed by how much love we seem to get from people all all the time. Because we we are just about the music. We don't. We're, we're not. We're not one of these bands with who considers ourselves a brand and it's all yeah. about the exit strategy and maximising profit. It's just about releasing music to us. Yeah. And uh, the fact anybody likes what we do amazes me. You, 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 you know, I, mm. I think if, you, if you're putting records out and expecting people to like it, it's a really sort of conceited attitude to have. Yes, and I agree. <laughs> we... we, we we don't have it. We've got the the, ne- the next singles about to be mastered now, so okay. uh, that'll probably be out in something like eight weeks. Okay. Um, uh, it's it sort of I, I don't like using the word stopgap single, but it is in a way because we, as we're doing the new album, we just wanted to put something else out, and I, I was just messing around at home. Uh, Copying uh, Robin S's "Show Me Love." Okay, yeah. And so we've done a calling all astronauts version of "Show Me Love." Okay. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, you know, you, you have the whole sort of type Glockenspiel top line thing going on, but we've obviously added guitars and real bass lines to it. And, yeah. And I, I've done a, a really quite dark vocal. Uh, well, I couldn't get up to the note she does anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. So, when do you expect that one to come out? Have you got uh, a date yet? Or? Let's see, where are we now? We're mid October now. Could be our Christmas single. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we're always joking about doing a Christmas single. So, uh, you know, call something like Jesus. Jesus is a is a is a fallacy. Die sad to die, or something like that. You know? <laughs> but you really can't, can you? No. <laughs> no, unfortunately, they won't allow that, will they? So no, no. People, people will, will be up in arms, and you don't you don't mind causing controversy for some things, but 
Yeah. It depends if you want the headache over that particular time of year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, whereas two years ago, we, uh, Chris, we 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 had the uh, Christmas number one in the uh, hyper hype machine charts. Okay. At at five minutes to midnight, we we knocked Adele off the number one slot. <laughs> nice. We, we, <laughs> cool. Which was quite awesome, really. Mm. Okay, um, should we talk about, can you talk about the album? I know you're midst writing it, but is there anything to... Yeah, well, uh, uh, Hands Up Who Wants to Die, well, Hands Up Who Wants Metal is going to be on the album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it's, it, it's, I think it's going to be better than the first album, and I know everybody loved the first album, and... We, we were we were very flattered when it appeared in on several websites like Album of the Year and you, 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 you know things yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but I've learned a lot more in in since recording that album, and my techniques, uh, production techniques, have improved. And the new album is going to be a lot more complex and probably even more eclectic. It, uh, this one's even got a ballad on. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a slow, industrial-type ballad with very dark goth vocals yeah. and sort of staccato drum beat that sort of just... There's virtually the same beat the whole way. Uh, very sort of hypnotic, quite like Nine Inch Nails-esque, if you would. Okay. Uh, there's there's uh, another track called... Mm. That's I'm really I'm not really good on the titles of the new <laughs> album yet. But there's one that really sounds like it's straight out of New Order's sort of substance, uh, not substance, uh, technique type okay. era. Uh, it, it, it's marvellous. It, it, it's going to be a really strong single. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Uh, and the, the fact it goes into a garage break just after the middle eight is just... <laughs> I've got these... I've just put this real heavy garage break, you know, sort of bass line on yeah. that after the break, and it, it, it just it just comes in. I can see massive remixes on it as well. Oh, that sounds good. Uh, it, it, it's... It, Subject matter, it's all very, very similar to the, to the first album. It's all socio-political, just what's wrong with society and how people should open their eyes and see what's happening around them. Yeah. And how we're all really tired of being crapped on by governments and... Uh, you, 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 you know, it, because that's what we're about. Yeah. We, are, we, are, we are political animals. Yeah. Uh, and you know we're not we're not politicians, so our only sort of soapbox, if you would, is through our music. Yeah. And yeah, you, you, you know it's like especially now you're seeing the rise of of the right wing in the in the UK. Yeah, I've been keeping an eye on the news. Obviously, being here in 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 Florida, it's it's um. It's it's a different world anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it like watching like my friends back home and seeing some of the things that are going on in the news. I mean, I still still keep an eye on like the BBC website or you know various other UK sort of news outlets. 
and seeing the rise of 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 this this right wing this like um you know ukip whatever parties coming through and it it's kind of disturbing that yeah. that's happening you know in it's- yeah yeah it it it, it. It reminds you of when, when you read about these stories about pre pre World War Two Germany of in the in the beer halls and all that saying the things people wanted to hear mm. without giving them the real undertones of what it's all about and you know picking on foreigners that that's it everybody's life is crap let's pick on the foreigner yeah. You you know, it's... I think they're very dangerous. And, you know, when you look at the number of people that they've expelled from their party, uh, it shows the type of people they attract. Yeah. And every time one of these lunatics comes out and says, oh, uh, it's because because of homosexuals that, that, that we've had floods... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we get plenty of that here in America. It's a, it's a, it's a very religious place, in in yeah, some quarters, it's... and they they blame things like that. You know, those sort of like you know natural disasters, and you get some yeah. pastor in the middle of America somewhere going, ah, oh, these these storms are happening because they've allowed gay marriage in you know such and such state, and, and you're like, yeah. what? People have just <laughs> got to learn to not. Not judge people on the race, creed, colour, religion, what country they were, nationality, whatever. Judge people on whether they're assholes or not. Yeah, yeah. You I, know, that's a that's a good that's a good that's a good, <laughs> good thing. I was going to actually what brings me on to one thing I did actually have written down is what what I know it's, it's a big question this one. Right. And from what we've just been talking about, it kind of fits this bit. But what message do you think is relevant to today's people? Like, I know it's probably different from country to country, but, you know, your message that you're spreading or, you know, you're trying to get I, out I there. Think, I think I just, I think I've actually just said it. Yeah, I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> just, you know, see if there was any, like, you know, reaffirming of that or. Yeah, it, it, it really, it, you know, society has been taken over by greed and, People, everybody's so self-serving now, and it's all about what people can do for you and that. Try to do things for other people. You know that that makes society better. Mm. If even the small things, you're walking down the street in the morning, somebody's coming the other way. Say good morning to people, smile at people, be nice to people. And I'm 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 not religious at all, but the thought to to treat other people how you would like them to treat you mm. can could improve society no end yeah you you you, you know it, it's not something that can be changed overnight this this all stems from when we had Thatcher and Reagan uh and they sort of encouraged the greed yuppie motivated society and it's continued and grown Mm. And it's going to take a long time for it, it to revert back. But it will do. It yeah. can't continue in the, in this vein of nobody giving a damn about anybody else, you no. know? It'll, it'll, come to a, it'll come to a point where that, that just doesn't wash anymore. 
And yeah, I'll, I'll, I hope so. It'll, it'll either end up with you know, uh, you know, like a, some kind of uprising, and <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll end up uh, you know one of two ways. So it's kind of, um, I hope it ends up in the more peaceful manner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, other the other way, which ends up in you know lots of people getting hurt and and things like that. But it, no, you're right. I mean, it doesn't take much to smile at someone. It doesn't take much to wave, say hello. You know. Here, this this was the culture shock. I what a small one I had when I moved here is that I'm walking like you know through like say the apartment block we lived in to start with when we moved over mm. here, and people are like oh hello and you know like hello never met them before in my life, but they're they're like the neighbours or they live down the other end of the, the the complex, and it's the same. We moved we've we've now got a house and stuff, but you know I'm walking say the dog down the street. And people from, like, you know, just down the road, oh, hello, how you doing? Everyone's interested, smiling, you know, and they're, instead of, like, ignoring people as you walk past them, you know, even if they've got headphones on, they'll take them out and say hello. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and it's just, it, like, it's little strange. things like that that, that you know, I think when, get in when the you, UK. When you see so. the media about the coverage of the US, you think it's the most violent place on earth to visit <laughs> and how scary it's going to be. And I've, I've been I've been to Washington, D.C., I've been to Boston, I've been to L.A. several times, I've been to uh, Vegas, I've been, I've been to uh, Austin, Texas, and I've never once had an incident, well, apart from some police in Austin, Texas, <laughs> but, but that was my own fault. But... <laughs> <laughs> I've I've never had any incidents in the US where where I've where I felt awkward, dangerous, unsafe, anything like that. Yeah. It, it, you know, everybody is so friendly generally. Yeah. You know, even even like walking down the street in DC and there's there's two homeless guys Sat at, the, sat at the side of the street begging. Um, one of them goes, hey, buddy, you got any change or something like that? And I went, mm. I'm sorry, mate, I've just come out for a walk. And they were like, wow, you're British. <laughs> and they were like instantly my buddies. And one of them even went in his pocket and pulled out a, a button, I think they call it in the US, a pin badge oh, yeah, yeah. of Captain Brit <laughs> and gave this badge. These guys with nothing gave me a badge to remember them by. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know. No, it's 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 a, it's a very different. Like moving over here, obviously, is a big thing anyway. But just the the difference. I mean, I remember walking, you know, just down the street in the UK, and you know, people just don't interact with you. They're looking straight ahead or they're looking down. Or in my case, they're staring at you, thinking, "Look at his hair." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish I had hair. <laughs> Um, I, I'm very used to it. I, I do think we we have a lack of subcultures now, which which is a shame. Because back back in the day, you could walk down the street and see people, and you knew they were if, if they were into the same music scene as you were. Yeah. And you can't anymore. Everybody, no, nobody's nobody's brave enough to express themselves anymore. Yeah. Uh it's become really boring, hasn't it? <laughs> you know, where are the punks and the goths and the emos and the indie kids and the skinheads and the rockers? And yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's either you don't get it out on the street. You'll get it in like the clubs and the gigs. 
you know, where they're sort of closed off from the rest of the world, but you don't get it out on the street as much. Yeah, I, w- I, w- I walked from uh, the London Aquarium on, on the South Bank to our, our house in Fulham, and I didn't see another haircut. The whole, you know, four-mile walk. Oh. Uh, and if you, you think back to the 15 years, whatever, you'd have seen, you'd have seen Krusty stood around, you'd have seen, you know what I mean? Yeah. You would have seen sort of, everybody, we didn't see anybody else with with haircuts. Uh, which I think is sad. I know it sounds shallow to be concerned about whether people have yeah. haircuts or not. But, it, but it, it, it's not, it's more than just the haircut. Yeah, no, it's it's that it's um, lacking the or the I guess it's the bravery of the expression you want to make, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I, I'll see it. I mean, I go to like um, like comic cons and stuff. So you see people express themselves in in cosplay. You know, they'll create a costume they can wear to be their favorite character from whatever um, genre they're they're wanting to be from. And you go to like and to liken that as well with the um like the nightclubs. It was a nightclub DJ in the UK, like metal nightclub. And, yeah. and you'd have guys, you know, with the mohawk, you'd have girls with the sort of like big you know, sort of like hair, the colours and everything like that. But then you see them outside the club, like in every day, and that's all gone. It's all extensions, it's all like combed down or you know, and, and like out when they're out on the street they're there's no, you know, you, there might be a frustration there, but there also might be a thing of everybody's looking at me. Yeah, and you know. I think it's due, as we mentioned earlier, the sort of conservatism of of society now. People are people are very reticent to express themselves anymore. Yeah, yeah, and it's a shame. It is. It's. A, uh, it's I mean, I, I like you say, you walk down the street and you know, oh, that person. You know, you know who's into you know something common to you because you recognise the way they're dressing, the way they're expressing themselves. But whereas now, you know, you can walk down, you think, oh, uh, I don't know if you, you speak to people and you're like, I wonder if they're into the same music I am, or I wonder. <laughs> and there's no Ooh. there's no telltale signs. And when when you look at all all the all the deep house DJs, mm. they've all got sleeves. Yeah. And and look like people who were who were into hardcore ten years ago, <laughs> <laughs> which is is really kind of weird. Yeah, uh, that's something actually. I've 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 spoke to quite a, well. I do speak to quite a few people who who are on the house in, and they were all into metal. They yeah. actually were. Yeah, it's it's and, it's an odd one, isn't it? It's like um. Yeah, a lot of a lot of those people. I mean, I find obviously find a lot of remixes. You know, in, in my with my radio show, it, yeah, it, it, I find like a lot of these like house remixes, but they're done of of you know of Motley Crue, Guns and Roses, all those sort of like classic bands, like metal bands, and they're done by producers who go out, they'll DJ the house, deep house, tech house, whatever, and um, but they were metalers as they <laughs> when they were younger, you know, yeah. they were all into that scene, but now they're making what was what was back then essentially the the other tribe. Yeah, it is. You know. It's it's like it, it, it's like somebody going from rugby to 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 cricket, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. And it's like it's those two things. You think, you know, I'm all for like you know because I, I was always into dance music as a kid, but I was also into rock and metal, so I was kind of always back and forth. Um, but 
like just seeing that now is where because I saw the different tribes because you had the metlers and you had like I guess it's you know these days it's the townies or whatever or the chat you know that kind of like and you got the rockers and the hippies and stuff back then but it, it's just it, just those two tribes and then they it's how they move over it's like oh actually it's not so bad you know whereas, yeah. whereas back then they're saying oh it all sounds the same you know <laughs> it's just like it's just that like com- conflict and Perhaps everybody's sort of acquired the more eclectic taste that we have nowadays, and yes. and don't stick to one, yeah, to, uh, one musical genre anymore. Yeah. I never have done. I I love old school hip hop. I love sixties soul and stuff. Uh, but I've I've always you know really been into punk and an alternative. Mm. Uh, but I've always liked a lot of other stuff as well. Yeah, uh, old reggae as well, and Scar. I like that a lot. I've got, I've, I've got a lot of, of stuff on vinyl, you know, uh, yeah. old Studio One stuff and all that. Oh, nice. Uh, I do, but I'm a music obsessive. <laughs> I've, I've just collected thousands and thousands and thousands of records. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I've, I have actually been moving some of my vinyl recently, just because it's sat under my stairs. I never pull it out. And I think it's time for other people to appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I, saw, I sold a test pressing of, uh, of a Front 242 album to the singer of Front 242 because he didn't have one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> which, was, which was quite cool, you know. Uh, but I had, lo- I had lots of white label stuff and yeah. promo stuff and... And things like that. Yeah. Some stuff I, I, I've moved and I've thought afterwards, should I really have moved that? But somebody else like had the fact, factory records, a factory sample. Okay. With all yeah. the stickers and all that. And it was just sat in a box. Somebody else is going to have it on the on the bedroom wall or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Manic Street Preachers one-sided singles and things like that. Yeah. That, you know... It, 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 it is, yeah, it is time to let other people enjoy them because I, ri- I, sp- I spent a long time and ripped loads of it to MP3s and that yeah. with, with one of those digital turntables. So I've got all the tracks. I, I just, so I don't pull the vinyl out anymore. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's, that's fair enough. I mean, I've got back it back in England. My, my vinyl collection's still there, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I know what you mean. It's that kind of, like, now it's time to, you know, just, just kind of move on some of the collection for other people to, you know, enjoy as much as you did. And as long, yes, as, as, long yes. as you feel it's going to the right place, it's not going to... I know it's difficult to sort of, like, differentiate, but going to a collector who's just going to put it in a sleeve and not play it. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, you know, most of the records that... I mean, I sold some of mine. Most of mine are played. So, you know, hopefully they'll go to people that will actually appreciate them or it'll complete a collection. Because I, yes. I was a bit of a completist when it came to certain artists and things. So I had yeah, e- extras I, I, and I, things. I had, so. I had every Clash record, uh, in, including like the sort of, you know, Capital Radio on Neat Records and the interview and, oh. and every single and 12. And I was the same with the Buzzcocks. I had everything... Up to a certain date, obviously, you know, the later on things that the Buzzcocks did, I I, I haven't bought, probably probably I should have done. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, I, I had all the Sisters of Mercy releases, uh, <laughs> yeah, including the the sort of pre-Merciful release stuff, or you know, the really early stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did, I did sell those, which was a bit weird thing to do. I don't know why I did that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get rid of stuff, and it's just uh, you suddenly realise why? Why did I do that? But I really it, like it, those, you know. <laughs> I do that with clothes, though. I, I, once a year in December, uh, I'll go through my wardrobe and anything I haven't worn this year, mm. in the current year, goes. Okay. And I just, just get rid of things. Because I'm not, I'm not really materialistic, you know, so I don't really want to keep hold of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, as long as I've got my studio and and a, and a, t- and a TV and yeah. a cooker, I'm, I'm kind of happy, you know. You've got the distraction from the world, and it's fine. Yeah. But, uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I, I was trying to think, because um, we're coming up to the end of uh, yeah. everything I kind of have <laughs> that I kind of had written down anyway but no um, I was just going to go where where can people find your music uh, all the normal outlets of like from iTunes Amazon Bandcamp uh, they can f- lots and lots of videos that we, we make our own videos all, all the time uh, they usually with should we use the word borrowed footage from news clips and all that? Yeah, borrowed uh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, and uh, there's lots of stuff on on, on YouTube. Uh, we were on Reverb Nation. We're on SoundCloud. We're, we're, you name it, we're on it pretty much. So just type in "calling all astronauts" into a search engine, and it'll land on and something. Th- Everything will come up. Yeah. Uh, it, it, we, uh, we, we're currently doing uh, playlists on Spotify. Okay. Every, 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 we've started on a weekly basis. We're, we're putting out another playlist of tunes we like, and there might be one of our tunes in the playlist. Uh, um, it's, actually, is a good place to listen to us as well. We they, they have pretty much... All our stuff up on there. Cool, cool. So it's um, so callingallastronauts.com. Is that your main hub of? Yeah, there's callingallastronauts.com, uh, facebook.com forward slash callingallastronauts. Yeah. Twitter, which we are obviously quite active on, as you yes. you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's uh, at caa underscore official. Uh, You'll know it's us by the little blue check mark. I had to say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, ReverbNation.com forward slash calling all astronauts. Bandcamp.com for, uh, forward slash calling all astronauts, I, I presume. Uh, <laughs> and it's probably the same. It's, I, I'm not sure it actually is on YouTube. I think on YouTube it's quite... It's, uh, youtube.com forward slash planet e planet e111 I believe it is okay okay well if people type in calling all astronauts into google bing or whatever they use they'll find you 
Um, um, without a shred of a doubt. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Okay, well, um, thank you. Thank you. today. And, um, yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope you recover well from your previous night. <laughs> Yes, yes, thank you so. I've taken it very easy today. I, I had I had some mixing to do, but I, I've, I've left it for tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's probably best. Your head's probably not in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been too much. And thank you very much. I've really enjoyed it. Cool, thank you. Cheers, ma'am. Take it Bye. easy. Bye. Bye. that was it that was the first dj force x podcast please let me know what you think on the twitter at dj force x or on facebook.com forward slash dj force x very easy to find or just go to dj force x.com and there all the links are there anyway thank you so until next time this is barney aka dj force x out